Welcome to the awesome pod mix you are listening to Abby the idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and tv shows made me feel when i watched them for the very first time a reputed filmmaker once said when a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience it's the triumph of the filmmaker that's the magic of cinema i love the magic of cinema today i'll be talking about the 6th and the season finale episode of marvel studio secret invasion Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. This episode's title is Home Written by Kyle Bradstreet and Brian Tucker. The episode is directed by Ali Salim. It's the fifth series to have a Kevin Feige production credit after Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, and She-Hulk Attorney at Law. The episode begins with Priscilla leaving her home. We can see a dead scroll lying on the floor with its purple blood smeared on the wall. So that answers my question from the previous episode if the Skrulls were attacking Priscilla. Priscilla receives a call from Fury. Fury is making a call standing in the shadows of a dark alley. The couple have a conversation about how physically far they are from each other. But I think they're talking about how distant they've been in their relationship. Priscilla doesn't want Fury to leave, but Fury is far off already. Fury just hangs up on her. At New Skrullos, a car drives in. It's the same car that was parked behind Fury in the dark alley. The security guards try to stop the car and fire some warning shots. When the car doesn't stop, they shoot at the car. They walk toward the car and realize there's no one seated inside the car. The security guards get shot from behind. We see a shot of Fury's trench coat. As he steps inside New Skrullos, the camera reveals Fury's face. The title sequence begins. In the hospital, Rhodey insists that President Ritson order an attack on the Russians in response to his motorcade. Of course, the admiral is smarter and wants to confirm the Russians' involvement. Rhodey is outright rude and disrespectful to the admiral. Rhodey shows President Ritson satellite images to convince him that Russia is preparing to attack again. He's even taken the liberty to write a speech to address America regarding the motorcade. I'm sorry the president may be on foreign soil but that's not your job Rody. Rody is just pressuring President Ritson to attack Russia. What kind of a president is Ritson? Trigger happy or rational? As Fury walks into New Skrullos, he spots Beto and other Skrulls lying dead. So Gravik killed them all? He killed all of his people? Damn. He's definitely not a leader. He's just a power-hungry monster. Fury walks ahead and begins to cough. He checks the radiation levels on the device and it points to yellow. That means it's not safe. Fury's coughing escalates from this point. This is clearly an act. He pops some iodized pills that Gravik had mentioned to bring along. Fury makes his way to the secret experiment room. How on earth does he know where to go? He's never been here before. In the hospital, Rhodey receives a call from Sonia informing that Fury is coming for Ritson. Rhodey decides to move the president. We see that Sonia made the call from the hospital itself. It's definitely some kind of ploy. I'm glad Sonia is doing some damage control after providing Rhodey with some corroborating evidence. Fury enters the experiment room. He tries to pop the pill again, but the bottle drops with all the pills. Gravik steps on the pills so that they are rendered useless. What a dick. Gravik offers a drink to Fury and mocks him. Fury behaves like a frail old person which I am absolutely not buying. So much out of character. 
In the hospital, the Secret Service sweeps every floor looking for fury. The Secret Service guys get shot by the darts one after the other. We don't get to see who shot them. At New Skrullo's, Gravik warns Fury that his symptoms will only get worse. Gravik wants to know if Fury has a backup plan, his little Avengers, his cloak and shield. By little Avengers, do you mean Ant-Man? Or are you just belittling them all? By cloak and shield, I think he means the helicarrier it could cloak itself and was developed by shield. You know, to rescue the humans from the site. Gravik checks with Fury if he remembers the face of the person that Gravik is wearing. It's abundantly clear from Fury's expression that he doesn't remember. Gravik reveals it was the first human he ever killed for Fury. Gravik did this to impress Fury, because Fury was his hero. According to Gravik, the man he killed had a wife and children, and he also was a bit misguided. Aren't you misguided too, Gravik? How can you not see that for yourself? Are you now at a point of no return? Gravik reveals every time he killed someone, it took a little piece out of his heart. And he's the only one brave enough to admit it. Gravik thinks Talos was weak and he's not gonna be like him. Well, empathy is not a weakness, Gravik, but you wouldn't know that. Gravik's plan is to kill Fury and then the entire human race. Okay, you are definitely at a point of no return, Gravik. Gravik blames Fury for his actions. Yes, he's definitely responsible for not finding you Skrulls a new home. But you, Gravik, are responsible for killing your own people. Gravik accuses Fury for not being a man of his word. I absolutely agree with you on that. That is a legit accusation. If you can't keep your word, what's the point of your being? What kind of a person are you? You should have fulfilled your promise. You had plenty of time. Fury admits that he failed the Skrulls. What he says after this is absolutely appalling. Within a few years of searching, he knew there was no other planet for Skrulls. That's utter bullshit. You didn't try hard enough, Fury. Fury says, it's easier to save the lives of 8 billion people than to change their hearts and minds. I refuse to believe that. If we humans cannot accommodate a few refugees, a few displaced people, a few aliens, then maybe we are not worth saving. Fury reveals what he felt when he was dusting away. He felt relief. That's a bunch of bullshit. You didn't feel relieved. Your words were mother effer. So no, I don't believe you. You are not Fury. You are Gaia disguised as Fury. Fury now reveals that the only reason he came back to Earth was for Gravik. Yeah, I don't buy it. Fury accepts his failure and gives Gravik the Harvest Vial. He wants Gravik to take the vial and leave Earth. The Harvest contains Carol Danvers' DNA like I guessed in the previous episode, but it also contains other Avengers' DNA. How is it possible to contain multiple DNAs in one vial? So I did some research. At the hospital, only Rhodey, President Ritson and the guy whose arm Fury broke are left. In my research, I found that you can at least have 30 fused DNA strands in one while. Gravik checks the while. It's pure. The Harvest DNA sample includes Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain America from Endgame, Corvus Glaive from Infinity War, Thanos from Infinity War, Outrider from Infinity War, Proxima Midnight from Infinity War, Captain Marvel from Endgame, Abomination from The Incredible Hulk, Mantis from Endgame, 
Call Obsidian from Infinity War, Drax from Endgame, Cork from Endgame, Ebony Maw from Infinity War, Frost Beast from Thor The Dark World, Hulk from Endgame, Chitauri from Avengers, Valkyrie from Endgame, Thor Odinson from Endgame, Gamora from Endgame, Flora Colossus from Infinity War, Winter Soldier from Endgame, and Black Panther from Endgame. This thing is dangerous and Fury is stupid to put it in the hands of Gravik. At the hospital, Sonia appears from one of the rooms and points her gun at Rhodey. She calls him out for being a Skrull. At New Skrullos, Gravik switches on the machine. He lets Fury undergo the same procedure as him, thinking it'll kill him. I know it's Gaia and she's going to become a Super Skrull. Gravik is truly blindsided by his hatred toward Fury and his hunger for power. A blinding light appears inside the device and Fury winces in pain. It's not surprising that Fury wasn't killed by the experiment rays. I don't think it's Fury at all. The showdown fight between Fury and Gravik ensues. Gravik tosses Fury around and is about to punch him but Fury grabs his fist before it can hit him. It's a profile shot of Gravik and Fury. The camera now starts to travel behind Gravik, making it an over-the-shoulder shot covering the reveal of Fury's Hulk arm. Fury punches Gravik using his Hulk arm. Gravik is tossed away and Crash lands on a blue car outside. Fury steps out of the dust and smoke and transforms back to Gaia. I knew it, I called it. Gravik poured his heart out to Fury, but it was all for nothing because it wasn't Fury. There was this amazing conflict brewing between Gravik and Fury. There was so much potential there, but it was never explored. Such a waste. Gravik is surprised to see Gaia alive. He didn't know she had taken extremist healing powers for herself. Gaia is alive and apparently kicking your ass, Gravik. Gaia is now the most powerful character in the MCU. I don't know how I feel about that. At the hospital, Nick Fury shoots the final security guy with darts. Ritz names his gun at Fury. It's the same gun he procured from the broken arm guy. Fury tries to reason with President Ritson to call off the strike. At New Skrullos, showing her extremist powers, Gaia says, You killed my mother, my father. You're flailing. You're weak. Just say, my name is Inigo Montoya. Sorry, Gaia. You killed my parents. Prepare to die. One of Gravik's arm changes to Groot's arm and the other one to Abomination's. Gaia's arm changes to Drax's arm. Gravik throws the blue car at Gaia and she phases like a ghost to escape the impact. Gravik's Abomination arm changes to Korg's arm. Gaia makes an ice sword with Frost Beast pars. She changes the other arm to Korg's arm. After a little struggle, Gaia stabs Gravik through the chest. Gravik uses extremist healing powers. Now he changes his arm to Ebony Maw's arm. All of a sudden, Gravik can use Ebony Maw's sorcery powers. How? How is that even possible? Sorcery is not something that you can find in a DNA. It's a skill that you acquire. You have got to be kidding me with this. Did you even do any research? The entire fight between Ebony Maw and Doctor Strange in Infinity War was about who's the better sorcerer. The sorcery slams Gaia on the ground. He throws Gaia onto an iron pole and kicks her with his Hulk foot. Gaia charges toward Gravik with her Calopsidian arm. 
Gravik charges toward Gaia with Calopsidian and Thanos as arm. Midway, both turn binary with Captain Marvel's power. Both of them shoot off into the sky to fight. At this moment, my brain went, okay, another CGI climactic fight. Gaia tries to stop Gravik's Thanos punch but fails. He starts to choke the life out of her. Gaia uses Mantis's empathic bars to put Gravik to sleep. Okay, hang on a second. How does Gaia know how to use every Avenger's bars? Mantis using her empathic bars to put Thanos to sleep happened on Titan. Who told Gaia? Nick Fury wasn't there. Tony is not alive anymore. Ant-Man wasn't there, so it can't be in his book. Spider-Man? Yeah. My guess is Spider-Man. Spider-Man and Talos and Soren work together in Far From Home. That's how Gaia knows. That's the only legit explanation. Gravik drops to the ground and we get a shot of Gaia in the air glowing like Captain Marvel. Gravik uses Captain Marvel's powers to attack Gaia. She makes the superhero landing. Gaia charges toward Gravik with her Calopsidian arm and chokes him. Gravik says, you're just like your father, just like them. Gaia blasts a beam of light into Gravik's chest, killing him. I hope he's dead. There's a hole in his midriff. At the hospital, Rhodey manages to snatch the gun from Sonia and Fury grabs the gun from Ritson. Fury shoots Rhodey in the head, revealing the scroll form with purple pool of blood. Ritson asks for a phone to call off the strike and Sonia complies. At New Skrullos, Gaia powers down the fracking pod machines and frees all the captives. Rosa Dalton, Art Gallery Guy, Everett Ross and Rhodey. What pisses me off is when Everett Ross asks Rhodey, How long have you been here? There is no answer. Rhodey is unable to walk without the leg braces. He's also sporting a hospital gown. There is no definitive answer as of now. It won't be revealed until Armor Wars. Replacing Rhodey with a scroll during Civil War doesn't make sense from a story standpoint. If Rhodey was replaced with a scroll during Civil War after his injury, it would cheapen the emotional story beats from that point forward. I also feel Vision would be able to distinguish if it's a human or a scroll. Rhodey was walking without the leg braces in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I hope that was the time when Rhodey was replaced with a scroll. President Ritson reveals to the world about scrolls. This is gonna have massive repercussions. It's ridiculous, irresponsible, and unprecedented behavior. He wants to introduce a congressional bill that'll not only affect Skrulls but Asgardians and later the mutants. Fury comes back home and apologizes to Priscilla. Priscilla experiences identity crisis whenever Fury is around. She checks with Fury if he fell in love with her Skrull form. Fury doesn't understand. He asks for one last chance before leaving for Saber. Fury still addresses Vara as Priscilla. Priscilla says goodbye. Fury wants Priscilla to forgive him but he doesn't understand or give her what she wants. Gaia and Sonia strike a deal to use each other and help make the planet safe for both their people. Either they'll form a MI-13 team or Excalibur. On his way to Saber, Fury calls Ritson and criticizes his hateful speech. Sonya finds another base where Skrulls have kept humans captive. Even Gaia reacts surprised. How did Sonya find this? 
If you really wanted to show the scale of secret invasion, you should have shown this in earlier episode. At this point, the scene confused me. Fury accuses Ritson of taking a bad situation and making it worse. His speech has led to people becoming vigilantes. These vigilantes are out there killing people that they suspect are Skrulls. Fury wants Ritson to call off the war. Ritson is not budging. Ritson wants Skrulls off his planet. It's definitely one-term president action. Fury should not have saved Ritson instead of Talos. Innocent people are dying, Fury. What are you going to do about it? Vara arrives in the nick of time. Fury still calls her Priscilla and not Vara. So she spells it out for him what she wants. Fury offers her to come with him to Saber and initiate peace talks with the Kree as they are now willing. Vara agrees to help him but she needs to come back. She shapeshifts back to her scroll form and professes her love as Vara. Fury too professes his love to Vara. They kiss. One thing I noticed was a scroll's teeth are more pointed than human teeth. It's a good thing that Fury and Vara buried their hatchet. They walk together into the ship that'll take them to Saber. I am so disappointed with this series. There were zero stakes. The writing structure was all over the place. Some scenes were very well written, some performances were amazing, but this is one of the worst series as a whole. It is right alongside Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The last time I was this disappointed was in Multiverse of Madness. The series did not work for me. I am not even comparing it with the comic storyline. It was a huge letdown. Maybe give more freedom to the writers and the makers. Such mediocrity is the studio's fault. Also pay your writers and actors fair wages. Their demands are not unreasonable. This show's eventual lead-up is to the Marvels. As per the trailers, the Marvels is about the entanglement of people with cosmic powers. Now that Gaia has the same power set as Captain Marvel, will she be showing up in the Marvels? Her powers could also get entangled with Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau and Ms. Marvel. We would know when the movie comes out. Until then, you can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. If you like what I am doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesome pod mix. Thanks for listening.